you ever wondered what happens to social and professional networks when you make a big life transition? Change can be stressful, and today we're going to explore how you can get the support you need from the networks you have so that you can grow and step into your success with confidence. Welcome to Friends on Hand, where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, social confidence coach, and in this episode, we're talking to one of my favorite new people, Holly Kaplan. Holly is a female empowerment author and speaker and a confidence coach with over 20 years in the corporate world. She is the author of Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World. And you can keep up with her latest articles and publications like Inc., Fast Company, and Cosmopolitan. I have really been looking forward to this. Thank you for joining us, Holly. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this with you. Me too. Um, No, I just want to touch on how we met because we actually haven't. (laughs) Isn't that weird? It doesn't feel like that, though. I know. Well, and I thought about it this morning. I'm like, you know, it... We met, you You were pre-screened, let's just... Yes, well, yeah, there was that. I was pre-screened, thank you. Um, and I think that, you know, we came we came through a friend, Danielle, and I think it's one of the best ways to meet people because when you have friends who really know you and understand you, they are able to make those connections and, and say, you know what, I know somebody you'll, you'll click with. Yes, you know? yep, agreed. And she knew it, Danielle knew it. She connected mm-hmm. us. She did. It was perfect. So before we get into our topic, I wanted to ask just a few questions about um, what friendship means to you and um, how how it has enhanced or, or enriched your life. Gosh, friendship to mm-hmm. me is engaging in trustworthy relationships and knowing that people are around for the long haul. That's what it means to me. Um, so the people that I surround myself with have those qualities. I've learned as I've aged in life um, that friends come and go, but there are those who stick by you. And those are the ones who are your lifelong friends. And that's because they're trustworthy. And it's because they're there all the time. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much time has passed. They're still there. They're still there. They don't go away. Well, it's interesting you say the long haul because that is a different mindset. And it's, that's a, a mindset that says, well, I'm not going to do anything to screw this up too badly, or right. I won't jump to conclusions too quickly. And I think that it gives um, it gives the friends some grace Yes, to, to actually, with the knowing that, that you will have a moment to, to iron anything out if you need to. Exactly. And I think, of course, over time, that usually becomes less and less as you create boundaries and expectations. So how do you how do you know when somebody's going to be a friend? Gosh, that's a really good question. I know. You're so social. I mean, I know you meet yeah. a lot of people a lot of the time. Well, probably people you go, hi, yeah, bye. The and re- some people you're like, ooh, I like you. I like you. Right. Exactly. Okay. Here's how. If there is an even energy exchange with that person. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. might see, I, I've met a lot of people recently because I'm connecting with more and more female entrepreneurs and we're like-minded individuals. But when I'm meeting these new people, I'm looking for an even energy exchange. To me, that shows that there's mutual interest in each other and that there's a level of respect. And that's how I'm choosing my friends. That's what's important to me now. If I don't feel that balance of energy, 
ah, maybe not for me. You know what I mean? Um, it has to be, it has to be, um, a mature two way relationship. And that's what I look for now. Yep. Okay. So, so for those of us who may not be as familiar with energy exchange, um, that might look more like, um, a give and take in conversation. Yes. Mutual interest. Yes, exactly. And, What's interesting is I, my MO is, is usually to find out all about somebody and that, that usually, I won't say usually, but a lot of the times that ends up with, you know, someone else talking all about them and that's fine with me. I'm paying attention, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but yes, it, it evens out when they turn and go, well, how about you? Right. And that's it. Because when I, I'm like you, like, I really want to know their history. I want to hear about mm-hmm. them because I want to show them that they're in, that I'm interested and I'm genuine, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, if it's not reciprocated, you know, if it's not evenly exchanged, I know that it might not be right because I, in my friendships, I want my friends to listen to me too. So I try to show that I listen to them first. I love that. Yeah. It's all about listening. Mm-hmm. True. So you left you know, the corporate life after 20 years to start your own business. Oops. And I love what you're doing right now because it is so important to, you're, you're basically helping women um, break free of the corporate world and, and really step into who they are as a contributor with their unique gifts. How, how did your network support you or not? Or what surprises did you have when you took your leap into a different life? That's an, that's an interesting question because I've lost friends and I've gained new friends because of it. I've gained new friends because now I've really, really learned the art of networking. I've mm. met a whole mm. new group of like-minded individuals. I've also lost friends from making the leap out of corporate because some people in corporate are not comfortable with what I'm doing. It might sound crazy, but mm-hmm. they're in a different world. And now I'm in a different world. Right. So it's, it's kind of like I have a new set of friends that I've surrounded myself with. So um, it's been a switch for sure. But the new friends that I have are now my ongoing long term friends. Did you, did you know that was going to happen? Or no. Was it a surprise? No, it was a surprise. I really thought that my friends from my corporate life would be supportive. And there, there are those that are. I'm not denying that. But your worlds just go in different directions. I didn't expect that. I really didn't. Um, That comes with starting something new, though, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But the beauty is now I really get to surround myself with people I want to be around. And you look for people who obviously can be encouraging and uplifting. Exactly. 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 I'm happier now, Nancy, than I've ever been. I can tell you, Ray. Oh my and I gosh. Say, yes. Like, even though we haven't met in person, I will tell you, um, one of the things that, that really um, stood out to me immediately w- was when I saw you doing a Facebook Live that first time, you are congruent. Oh. And, I, and it comes through on camera. And oh, thank you. I mean, maybe I just know how to recognize it. I was like, ah. Yeah, she's all in one direction. Like this is this is who she is. And I've seen look, I've I've had conversations with speakers who were like jerky and isolated and whatever off stage and they get on stage and they're great. And I'm like, how is that happening? But 
you you're the same person. Thank you. In front of the camera, off you know, off camera, et cetera. And I I respect that. I appreciate just, that. So I find that authenticity is so mm-hmm. important. Oh yeah. Especially when you're trying to help other people, when you're trying to help coach other women into what they want to do, girl, you got to be authentic. They're going to, they will resonate. They will get it, you know? And I think that's why it's important. So how long has it been since you really made like a full shift out of corporate? And have you had friends that maybe were like, eh, you know, not supportive, come back around and go, you know what? I see what you're doing now. It makes sense. I'm here for you. A little bit of both. I left corporate in July. Mm-hmm. I forecasted that I would last January. I made a decision. I was like, I am out. No more of this. I am so done with corporate America. Um, and I, some of the old friendships have quieted down, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that did look at me like I was crazy. Like, are you walking away from that money? Are you kidding me? Benefits, money, all of it. They were like, you're nuts. But now- Nancy, six months, seven months later, and they see that I'm walking in my purpose and things are happening, they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. And what I'm hoping that does is encourage other people to take the leap. Well, you are you are leading the way. On well, that thank you. It's it's scary and it's exciting at the same time. It's all of it, but I'm fulfilled. I'm more fulfilled yeah. than I was answering emails for corporate America, blah, blah, blah. You know, no, but that's, that's not fulfilling. So did you do anything to begin crafting um, a support system before you took your leap? Yes, I did. How did you do that? Oh, okay. Oh, Let's talk about that because yes. that's something that's something I imagine you coach your your clients to do too. Like, let's prepare the landing space, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, the first thing I did is I got a life coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's amazing. And she helped me rebuild my confidence and help me find my direction. Um, So, and she's like, girl, you got to find people who think like you and want the same things that you do. So that's what I sought out. So I surrounded myself with like-minded individuals, other women that wanted to be entrepreneurs, other women that wanted the same things. And it created a very non-judgmental supportive zone. And that's where I stay. That's where I stay. I love that. Yeah. And, and well, you're one of those people, you're, you're one of those people. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Well, and what I found is people who are, who are in their, in their purpose, as you say, who are, who are, it doesn't even matter if they're hugely successful when someone is, is, is being truthful to who they are and contributing their, their passion. Right. It is, it's non-judgmental. It's, right. it's more, it's more like being in that sweaty, you know, hot yoga class. We're all in there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> <You know? laughs> together. <laughs> we're all, we're all here. We're all sweating and we're all trying like hell to hold a pose. <laughs> that's and some of experience right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my yesterday. <laughs> Good for you. So, but that's, that's really important. And that's one of the things that I've, I think not just not just professional networking, but on a personal note, to have the the friends in your life and the per, the people around you be supportive for you. Yes, and absolutely. did you have to distance yourself from anyone purposefully? I sure did. Mm. From people that didn't get it, from people that didn't support it, 
I did. And it's okay. You create new boundaries, you know, when you come up, when you go into business for yourself, because you can't have those people around you. You can't have the naysayers. You can't have the negativity. You have to stay focused. And that's why I created those boundaries and I'm, I'm better off because of it. Now let's talk about a little bit about you versus uh, nat- this, my nature versus nurture question. Or I would guess that you're a born connector. Yes. Has, does it come easily to you? And, and what kind of, you said you'd had some, some training. How has that enhanced your abilities as far as networking? And you said you learned how to network. So let's talk about the potential for actually learning this stuff because not everybody has had the opp- opportunity to really express their ability to connect. Right. So talk to me about that a little bit. Well, I was raised as a connector. I was, and I was very much a connector as a child, a teenager into college, but it kind of got trained out of me when I got into the workforce Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about making personal connections anymore. It was about business and you work with people, you interact, you know what I mean? And they Mm -hmm. might become your friends along the way, but the underlying theme was not friendship or connections. So... I kind of lost sight of that. I didn't think it was important anymore. Isn't that crazy? And then the people above me (laughs) and upper level management and the (laughs) C-suite, it wasn't important. They didn't care if I didn't take care of a customer. They just cared if I got to quota. They didn't care if there was a customer support issue. It wasn't about people anymore. And I became to think, I, I started to think the same way. And since I have climbed out of that, I've gone back to my old self. I've gone, I've, I'm back to being a connector. I'm back to, you know, being in people's lives and seeing uh, the importance of those relationships, you know? Um, And I'll tell you that I connected two women, both from the medical device industry, who are both amazing and wonderful. And now they've entered a contract to work with each other. And knowing that I made that connection and mm-hmm. they get to succeed fulfills me. So that's the stuff I never would have been able to do had I not made this significant life change in July. Nice. Yeah. So it's come full circle. And even the, the, the Danielle that connected us. Yes. I've known, I've known her since I was 14. She's, I, I count her among my very best friends and it's. And she's funny network. as hell. Oh God. She's funny. Yes. <laughs> there are stories there. Um, but to, to, to have somebody who knows you that well, make those connections and you just did it. And I think that my opinion of a network is even, even my professional networks are friend networks. And can you talk about that a little bit as far as how you view your professional network and personal network now. I know it's maybe a different kind of friendship. Right. They're they're almost the same. Mm-hmm. You just forced me to think about that. Yeah. The people that I'm working with now professionally are my personal friends. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Now that I think about oh. that, it's all the same. I mean, now it it's me all streamlined. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. I mean, what greater, what, what a great gift, right? To have that, to have those worlds align. Because I, like I said before, they were not, 
they were not because mm-hmm. they were being blocked. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, Same. and we've been trained even, and you say you were trained out of it. I was trained out of it too. I am absolutely a connector, born and raised, popped out that way. Yeah. But over time, it can get um, shamed out or trained out. Yep. So that you feel self-conscious or awkward or whatever and shy. Honey, can you imagine me shy? No. <laughs> but, but I was. <laughs> I have my moments. But um, I realize that my my most important people are, are in my phone right now. And the the idea that you don't cross the streams. And I, I had a client the other day get uh, very upset because she had one of her clients hired someone who does what she does for their company. Mm-hmm. And when she f- she was finally asked why, like, why, why did you hire someone else to do something that I do? You know, the, the answer came back, well, we don't want to mix, you know, cross the streams and I'm like, and that mindset now to me seems so antiquated because if you don't want to do business with your friends, you know, if you don't trust them, who do you trust? Right. Right. That's a great way to see it. It's very true. Very, very I mean, true. To, to to step out and hire a stranger over, over someone you know, like, and trust seems to me um, a little bit, a little bit haphazard. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're not really supporting each other. You got to support my, each other. Yeah. My formed opinion over the last few years has been if, if I want something done now, I I have them in my phone. And that's everything from, you know, getting a ticket fixed to <laughs> to getting tickets to a concert. Well, there you go. You got your ticket you know? hookup either way. <laughs> got In my your ticket phone. <laughs> so, have you ever had a time in your life when you when you felt like you didn't have any friends? And that just popped out of the blue. Yes. Mm. Yes. We're going to go a little bit deeper here. Tell me about it. At the end of my marriage. Life changed. Life changed because I was protecting what I had left of the marriage. And I put mm-hmm. all of my energy into um, trying to hold it together. So I had to disconnect with my friends to get through that period. So yes, I did. I felt... I really felt alone, but it was self-preservation at the time. And I think I knew that I would come back mm-hmm. once I crossed that bridge into my new life without a husband, I knew that I would reconnect. And sure enough, that happened. But what I can say is by not by by kind of pulling myself in at that time, it was a darker place. And I wish I would have connected more, perhaps, to have more support at that moment. You know, you can always say that looking back, but that was definitely a space where I um, was in a bubble. When you said that, the thought passed through my mind that you also, that is almost protecting the friend group as well, in a way, sort of isolating them away from the, from what for you at the time was an issue. I think that's a really good point. And I didn't think about it until you said it just now, you know? but you're right. You're preserving yeah. those friendships because you don't want to tell them all the horrible things 
um, or all the hard stuff that you're going through. I didn't want to take their energy away. I know we're, there's a lot of energy on this um, podcast today that I keep bringing up, but I didn't want to take their oh, energy uh, away I- either. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of knew it was happening and I didn't want to throw it on them at the same time. So I did protect those friendships in that manner. Well, and, and sometimes the support you need, um, you don't need it right then. Right. Right. And, and like with, uh, with one of the clients I was telling you about earlier, um, there's usually a big rush around life events when everybody like hugs and whatever, and then, and then they poof, they're gone. Right. I'm the one who comes, comes around in three weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, still there. Like the backup support. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, that's, that's when you need them the most and you needed your friends to support you on the other side of that. So it's almost like saying, all right, I'm going to let this energy build up here for me. And I know where I'm landing when I need to. Right. Exactly. That was exactly it. And it and did. And it happened that way. It happened Not that to way. go too deep here because I'm keeping it light. But one of the things about the marriage you had was that, that he did isolate you from your friends or, yes. or kind of carved you out from them. And that's yes. one of those hallmarks of, of um, unhealthy yes. unhealthy relationships is that one party will will cut the support system away. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. That, when they mm-hmm. when they kind of remove someone or encourage them away from friends and family and that support system, um, it leaves you kind of it, it leaves you vulnerable, not kind of vulnerable. It leaves you vulnerable. Yes. Because yes. you're out you've carved out of your tribe, you know, you're the one elk on the plane. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you are. And and you're right. The isolation had begun before I made the decision to break mm-hmm. away. So it was the catalyst to, you know, um, leaving. So and you're that, right about that. You're right about that. And I will say your your nature as a connector probably really was an impetus there because a, a natural connector will, will become progressively more unhappy in situations when they're not allowed to to be that live that truth of right. connecting with other people in a in like real way. It's true. And I started to react to that physically, actually. It had manifested itself with, within me physically, the discomfort Aww. of not being yeah. able to be myself and be that connector and have those friendships and relationships. I um, developed a twitch in my, what, what, like in my eyebrow over one of my eyes. It was like an mm-hmm. automatic response. And I started having chest pains. And when Aww. those things started to happen, I was like, all right, my mind has known that this isn't right. Now my body's telling me it's not right. Yeah, it will. It'll tell you. It will tell you all day long. I love that. I love that you listened. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I listened. So on a lighter note, (laughs) let's, and and this is a, this has all been so helpful and it's great information. And I wanted to turn and look a little bit at new people. Mm-hmm. And like super new, like how do you, when you are out and about being your Holly self, and I know this probably happens for you at the, at the airport, the grocery store, networking events, parties, <laughs> standing around, how do you know when to approach someone new and how do you know what to say? Like, how do you craft that icebreaker? 
I will either start with a compliment or I will ask them a question. Like I might see a woman who's got this great necklace on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your necklace. You know, my goal is to make her feel good. Somebody Mm -hmm. appreciates me. Somebody's reaching out to me and it's Mm -hmm. genuine, you know, and that starts conversation, you know, just complimenting somebody, making them feel good about themselves. And the other thing is asking them a question, you know, like if I see someone with an LSU t-shirt on, just got to throw that in there, go Tigers. Oh yeah. Especially where I live in the Dallas area. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you go to LSU? You know, are you a tiger also? So it's finding the commonality with somebody else. And it's actually very simple, but not a lot of people do it because they're in their own worlds instead of paying that compliment or asking somebody a question. It validates them as a human also, and it can help their day also. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. And, And I'm glad you brought that up. So what would deter you from approaching a new person? Um, body language. Body language. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I was eating at a salad joint around here a couple of days ago, and the person behind the salad counter, joint. yeah, salad joint, just <laughs> a salad, salad joint. joint. That sounds like salad a shady joint. salad place. <laughs> it was shady. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. Um, but the person behind the counter ha- was just not engaging at all. And because mm-hmm. of it, she built, there was like an invisible barrier between the the person and myself. And I didn't try to break that wall. Do you know what I mean? I didn't look at it and go, oh, I'm right. going to jump into this conversation. And it, wa- it wasn't even something I was aware of. I just knew that I couldn't go there. Interesting. Have you run across that situation where you feel whatever the other pr- person is portraying keeps you from engaging? Yes. That's when I don't engage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, it's the same feeling. I've, I've had feelings where I walk into a, a room or, in a, or a place and I'm like, mm, no, I don't need to be here. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Talking a little bit about energy. It, it comes through sometimes. I, what about somebody on their phone? Someone who's on their phone that. Play on their phone. Oh, I hate that. I do. I do. I do. Like, put your phone down. If Brad Pitt is not calling you, you do not need to answer your phone. You know, put it down. Does does it deter you from saying hello? What was that? What does it deter you from saying hi? Um, Yeah, it does. Because you can tell that they're more engaged with their phone than they are with other humans. See, the phone doesn't discourage me. The, The energy thing does. Yeah. Yeah. I'll usually say hi no matter what, but I, I don't persistently try to, to crack a tough nut. Yeah. Like if I get if I get a response, yay. Right. We will we will continue to engage. Right. Exactly. If if not, then then I'm done. Yeah. You know? But but I, I know I do know people who will try, 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 try to crack that nut. I'm like, you don't need to crack the nut. There's nothing in there. Right. There, <laughs> right. There's nothing to it. Don't worry about it. Move on. Move right. along. Right. Yeah, but I'm not. So, I'm not a fan of the phones. And when I'm with my friends, I put I mm-hmm. put my keep my phone in my purse. I don't good. Don't take it out. Don't need it. Be respectful. It's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. So, as speaking of phones, on the the connection that you have with people on social media, which is kind of, I mean, how I have 
seen you mostly. Um, how has how has social media affected your relationships, existing ones or new ones, um, in the way you interact with friends? I love that question. And you and I talked about that last week. Uh-huh. I think it's a double-edged sword, actually, because it has brought a new a lot of new friends to my network like you. Mm-hmm. And you and I have a genuine relationship. You yes. know, we do. But then there are those who are I'm distantly connected to, that there's no real connection. Even though they're my Facebook friends, they're not really friends. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, maybe they're not people that I would usually be engaged with, but yet... I'm connected to them. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, So, um, you know, you use it to the best of your ability. Like in the friends that I do have and I'm genuinely connected with, I try to do something with those relationships. Again, like our relationship. I'd rather Mm -hmm. it be more genuine than not. Right. And and I think that in the near future, we should all go to Canyon Ranch. I do too. I think that's a great idea. Throwing that out there. Okay. I'll write that down. <laughs> Daniel's in. So, but have you had have you had existing relationships kind of dwindle or or uh, weaken because they they know they know what you're doing you're on Facebook or they see your your stuff on LinkedIn and that kind of thing so they don't bother to pick up the phone. No. Okay. I don't think so. I think if anything, it's encouraged more reach outs. I love that. Yeah. It's encouraged more reach outs because I'll get messages from them. What are you doing? I have a sister who needs some help. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a sister that needs a coach or I want to get out of corporate America and I see what you're doing. If anything, it's helping facilitate that. Cool. Yeah. So with your clients who are going through these big transitions, what do you what do you advise them to do to to um, supplement or uh, strengthen their networks? Um, first of all, start now. Don't wait. Get involved <laughs> with yeah. Get involved with your local groups. Um, get involved with local um, you know women's groups, business groups. Start now. Talk to your friends that are involved. Go to a meeting with her. Um, you really have to become active in building your network. Um, I, and I advise to start immediately because that will help you. And what I did at first, Nancy, was I set up three meetings a week with people I did not know. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yes. I made it a goal for myself to have coffee or lunch with women that I was meeting at these meetings. Like uh-huh. I was at a networking event for uh, for female entrepreneurs here in Dallas, and I met three women on that day, and I had coffee with each of them, and now we work together. When I say work together, cool. now, now we're networking together. Now we're feeding each other clients, like, and that was organic. That had nothing to do with LinkedIn, uh huh. Nothing to do with Instagram. It was all face to face interaction, people supporting other people. And that is my favorite, favorite way to network. I, I mean, I, you could just draw. Actually, I have been to things like a nano conference with my husband. And I'll, I'll network with chemists. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. I'll network. I'll yeah. network anything. <laughs> right, exactly. But, but I like the idea of, of 
following it up with with more face-to-face time immediately. I really do think that solidifies relationships and it gives you a really good idea if you're going to click in the long term and what it takes a coffee, you know, or a lunch. Right. And you won't forget it's, each other. Even if life, you know, interferes in the next month or two, you don't forget each other. Like, oh my gosh, Nancy does this. I'm going to reach out to her. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's just a springboard. It's a springboard. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's, it's, no, they're not going to forget you. And that's one of those things that tell people to put their face on their business cards for that reason too. But if you are at a networking event or a conference and you meet some really cool people and they hand you a card without a picture on it and you are too busy to write down the details of your conversation, it's lost. A lot of the time it's just poof. Unless you're really a hero diligent about following up with with people immediately. But that lunch (laughs) is is, right. I know. Says says probably two ladies with stacks of cards. Yes. <laughs> I have stacks of cards. And I was following up with these women that I met last week at another event. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't remember who Maria is or mm-hmm. Jane. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. what they do? I had to go look them up on LinkedIn. I'm like, that's who it was. Because yep. there were not pictures on the cards. You're right. You're right. Thank goodness for LinkedIn. Thank goodness. And, and boo, boo on the people who don't have a LinkedIn picture because they exist too. <laughs> no, I hate that. Oh, people. Oh, yeah. We're, we're a visual society now and you have to. So for anybody listening, if your face isn't on that business card, do it now. Yes. I want to know who you are. I want to know. Yes. Right. And it's like the real estate arena has known this for decades. Like realtors have always had the picture on their card. Yes, they have. And it was like a realtor thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to do it too. Yes. <laughs> but then you recognize their faces. It's branding. It's branding and it's smart. It's very smart. Mm-hmm. So, and I had another question for you that just went poof out of my head. It's okay. Oh. What is, what is your favorite thing to do with a new friend? Oh my gosh, what a great question. Well, it would definitely be conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be learning about their history and where they came from. Because I love that. Because everybody has a different story. Mm. Everybody has a different story. And that's what I like to do the most. I want to hear about them. I want to hear about their families, their backgrounds, what drove them to this point in their lives. That's what I like to do. And wh- what that does is it continues. Like... I have genuine interest in that aspect of their lives going forward. It's a, it, it, I think it creates a, a good connection. It's a deeper connection when I, you know, when you get to talk about their backgrounds and histories. How many new friends do you reckon you've made this past year? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm going to count since July. Uh-huh. Gosh, met tons and tons and tons of new people. But Mm -hmm. a new inner circle, Nancy, probably 10. Nice. A new inner circle. Like I was thinking about what I was grateful for this year. And Uh I was like, had I not left corporate America, had I not networked, had I not struck out on my own, I would not have a new group of friends. It would have been the same. It would have been the same. And it's not now. There there are so many things to to appreciate about this. And one of them is that... um, we're not 18 anymore. Nope. And 
I I have heard over and over, oh, it's harder to make friends when you're, you know, past 20 or 30 or 40 or whatever. Mm. I have found that to not be true. Like, like I can highlight and put that in bold wrong. <laughs> I have made right. some of my best friends. Um, it, it, I have have really good friends from just about every stage in life. And I love that that this for you has been one of those years where you've done, it's almost like a little overhaul. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was. It totally was. And I guess in the in the process of transitioning and changing, people think about the change in finances, the change in office space, the change in schedule, the change in, but you don't think as much about how it's going to change your inner circle and your support system. And I'm so glad we're talking about this as far as life change. And we did talk about too, with mm-hmm. work and with marriage. Mm-hmm. But it could be a move. It could be um, a, a lifestyle change. Right. More, more so than you're prepared for. Like you said, you think about a physical move, financial change, but you don't think about your friends changing. And that's mm-hmm. part of it. And that's part of something to expect. So I'm actually glad we're talking about this, especially for other women who want to do it. Get ready. Yes. Get ready. Your exactly. landscape is going to change. It will. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it will. And and it's it's it changes in a way that is then more congruent with who you are and what you're doing. So it's a good change, but right. Um, like with your with your divorce, um, I call that the lonely zone. Yeah. And there's some uh, it's that space where you're going through such an intense change that requires so much of your focus mm-hmm. that you really do have to be it's like you get in, it's like you jump into a a tube or something and you emerge the other end. Right. Right. And hope that there's somebody there to meet you. Yep. And um, I did that when I went back to school, you know, 22, it didn't seem, I mean, for me, it was because of my background, it was later. And I, I was just determined to plow through and I went laser focused, took more hours than I was supposed to, you know, it was one of those times and everybody had moved away and I looked up and there was like nobody. Okay. Where'd everybody go? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, I'm glad I had my mom. And then I had a friend who popped out of nowhere and he was like my buddy pal for two years. And then, and then poof, we, we drifted apart. But he was a good friend, the friend I needed in the moment, right. just a friend too. Right. And um, helped me through that time. But the lonely zone is, is when you go through like the super transition, <laughs> right? Like that's when the butterfly wings really sprout. And it, I think maybe it's designed to be that way. So you can have the space to um, be in your head with reckless abandon. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yep. when you are connecting like you do, it's, it can sometimes be challenging to find that quiet time, the reflection time and, uh, the time you need to, to plan. Which you do need in that yeah. transition. You do need that space. Mm-hmm. You're exactly. Right. And people fail to recognize that. It's very, very important. Well, and that's one of the things that, that I hear, you know, the extrovert, introvert, introvert talk. I, I think people are more connectors or specialist connectors. And I would absolutely put myself in an extrovert category for going there. But after put me in a conference for 10 days, I will work it and work it and work it and work it and work it. And then I will need five days 
to recover. Five days. <laughs> yes. I will need five days of not talking to a soul. <gasps> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, I think that's normal. Yeah. Because networking and the other thing that people just don't think about, and I'll, I'll throw it out here too, is, is networking is, is a, like a sport. Yeah. It is. It takes when people say, oh, I hate it, blah, 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 because, you know, get so tired after you should be tired. Because if you're doing it right, you're talking to one person, giving them your utmost attention. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to you're going to turn in, an, in a nanosecond, shift gears, clear the slate, look at somebody new and do the same thing over and over. Right. And it is it is a, it's like an athletic thing, I think. Yes, it is. And it's a skill. Yes, it's a skill. And- We're both together. And people, I mean, it's it's something you have to grow into, <laughs> you know, yeah. going into a huge networking event, cold turkey, um, unprepared for really understanding what that entails to get the most out of it. Yes. Um, is a shock to some. Sure. sure. So is the time it takes to follow up. Yeah. Lots of little emails and how do you do's and hey, I thought you'd like this articles. Right. You know, right. like the one you sent me the other day. It's a good one too. Isn't yes, it? It was. that was a good one. Thank I'm, you. I I'm, reposted that. Thank you. I saw and, and I, I don't send anything that's extraneous that that one seemed very targeted for you. Um, so I, I really think that we've covered some, some serious ground today. Anything you think we missed? Not that I can think of. You made me think, Miss Nancy. You made me think really hard about Yay. the meaning of <laughs> yeah, about the meaning of my friendships and when maybe I wasn't associating with my friends. You 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 pushed me and I appreciate it. And I value our friendship and what, you know, how we how we've complimented each other in the past couple of months. And um you're you're in my inner circle. We're together in all this. I am honored. Well, I'm honored. Yeah. I think one of the most important things from this uh, talk we've had came at the beginning too, though. It's with the long haul and and that well said, and I don't think that can be overstated. And and that's the mentality I, I think that is is has shifted somewhat in our culture is that we're used to the, we're used to the instant gratification and we're things coming quickly and, and whatnot, but to, to have, a good basis for an ongoing friendship. You have to look at it at the, on day one at hello. I, if you click, this is a, this is a long game. Right. This and is, so mm-hmm. it changes, I think the behavior and the, the way you interact with people to say, let's take our time with this. Right. I agree. I think, and I appreciate them more now. Yes, and, and that uh, you approach that with, I think, more reverence and more respect for for what it is, because, um, well, friendships make you smarter, happier, stronger, healthier, and wealthier. Not to mention being more fun and fulfilling and satisfying than not having them. Right. Exactly. And I have statistics for all of that. Of course, you have statistics. <laughs> You're you the statistic queen. <laughs> if I need statistics, hey, I'm coming yeah. to you. I'll be like Nancy. Help me out here. Oh my God. I love backing things up with hard science. It really, it makes me, sends me all a Twitter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, well, thank you so much for being here. Um, For our listeners, um, and it will first, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Of course, I've been looking forward to this and it has been everything I hoped. And we're, 
We will have the transcript and information available at nancyhand.com and on friendsonhand.com. You can find Holly at www.hollycaplan.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-A-P-L-A-N.com. And for our listeners, if any of this resonated with you and you yearn to have a deeper, more meaningful friendships and more supportive professional networks, please reach out to me at nancyhand.com and let's connect. And remember, want more of this out of your life? Get out there and talk to people, meet people, play a long game and and begin to find your tribe because it makes all the difference in the world. And with that, I think we're done.